Hey, everybody. What's your favorite body part to cook food on? Welcome to Responding <laughs> Fire, Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Alpha Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I've got things to talk about, Gumbert. And today we have with us Chad. He said a hot word a second ago, Michael. Oh, I love putting a little dumpling in your armpit and just letting it slowly heat up. Mm-hmm. Steam it mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have with us... Um, Actually, Alex no. Hold Casino. on. I have a real answer for this. I have a real answer Do for you? this. When you're okay. driving... And you stop uh-huh. at a gas station, and you don't want to get, like, candy. So you get a Quest protein bar, but Quest protein bars are notoriously, like, really tough. And so mm-hmm. you're driving, and you put it right where your taint is, and you just let it yeah. warm up for about 10 minutes while you drive, and then you take it out, and it's as soft as a baby's bottom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pro tip. Mm-mm-mm. Alex, what's your weird food thing, Cozina? Uh, I gotta be honest, I was not expecting you to introduce me that way. What's my weird food thing? You know... Something that I used to do a lot in elementary school that I don't really do anymore. In fact, I don't think I've done it in years is I used to take like sandwiches with like cheese slices and mortadella inside them or like whatever meat of the week was inside them. And I used to dip them in applesauce. Used to do that a lot in elementary school. Don't really do that anymore. They should have had you committed. Um, (laughs) You can catch us live on twitch.tv slash alphabetiate Sunday evenings, 830 Eastern. YouTube and podcast service is 9 a.m. I looked down at the clock and was like, what time is it actually? <laughs> Before we get to our show. Hold on. Hold on. Before what? we Go get ahead. to what what Adam was about to talk about, about what we were going to get to before we got to our show, we are actually joined by a fourth very special guest this evening. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This. Who is it? Is a relatively newly released center. Mario Lego set. I'm holding it at this length just so I can see. It's Dixie Kong's Jungle Jam. This is part of the Donkey Kong expansion series of Mario oh, Lego sets. Oh, that's so, awesome. So, a little bit of quick background. I started collecting those Mario sets when they first started releasing them, because I like Lego, I like Mario, seemed like a match made in heaven. What I found very quickly is that those Lego sets take up a lot of space for their price. Like each individual set costs between like 10 and 30 Canadian dollars. They tend to take up a lot of space. And so I stopped collecting them after a certain point because I just didn't have the square footage in my house to house all of them. But when I saw that they were releasing this Dixie Kong set, I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get that one. Just as like my final closure on the Mario kind of Lego set collection and building here because I really liked donkey kong country 2 and 3 and also one as well back in the day but 2 and 3 specifically because those games starred dixie kong before the podcast chad you were asking does this feature any of the music of the donkey kong series um it's a little bit hard to see but while this isn't a musical set you you do have dixie kong's little guitar hold on that all she we can plays. see is the, the koopa or the parrot can you move it yeah, there we go there we yeah, go. Yes, her little rock out guitar. So I will slowly but surely begin building this set over the course of the podcast, because to be totally honest, I don't feel like I have a whole lot to talk about. Awesome stuff to talk about when we get to Nintendo Direct. But in terms of things going on this week, not that much as we'll get into it. So, yeah, if this actually turns out, by the way, to be very noisy and disruptive, I will stop. But well, just until then, whenever you're building until then. You ever think we about how the creators of Donkey Kong and all of its characters were just like really dirty? It was like Dong Key Kong. 
dick mm-hmm. see like she wants to see well dicks. you know diddy kong like actually, <laughs> cranky kong just cranking it cranky kong chad <laughs> if you remember i believe we had an episode of raft pretty where we went over the origins of donkey kong we the did. reason why Dong he's called donkey kong. kong is because shigeru miyamoto was like i want to use a synonym for like an idiot or like a fool in english and i'm like oh donkey donkey's like a synonym for like an idiot and so he became donkey kong right how do you explain the diddling part (laughs) how do you explain diddly kong (laughs) and dixie kong and cranky kong i I mean cranky kong he's he's like an old dude dixie kong i don't know he's like a teen he's a rude teen and he Mm -hmm. you know Skeeting all around the yard. Dixie Kong, <laughs> I have no idea. Skeeting around the yard. Uh, okay, yeah, Twitch TV upcoming. We've got showcases to talk about in a new segment. But before we get to that, while Cozy puts together his Legos, Chad, yeah, what you is your pull, favorite? Did you just pull a hair out of there? I don't really know what this is. It's okay, a vine. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Okay. Or a net. Um, yeah. Chad. Yeah. Tell us, I'm sure you've talked about it on the podcast before, but your your favorite Switch memory, your first Switch memory, that's what the, the prompt was, right? Oh, on, yeah, that we put uh, on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I played a Switch. Um, and yes, I, I think that's correct. Uh, Holden got his Switch. I think I got mine the same day. But we went to mm. Chipotle for lunch, and we played Snipper Clips in tabletop Ooh. mode. Using little sideways Joy-Cons, playing Snipper Clips, and that was the first time I played the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Also, yeah. first game I ever played was Snipper Clips. I was at PAX <laughs> East 2017. I have not thought about that game for at least three years until today. Nobody has. Uh, no, uh, I was in line at PAX East waiting to go into a panel, and the guy next to me was like, I've got this new Switch thing. I'm like, I've never played it. What do you got? And then he pulled out Snipper Clips. Um, and then we got to sit second row behind uh, Giant Bomb Wrestling. So that was fun. I think John Drake tore his, uh, his Achilles in that panel. That was pretty fun. Oh, God. Damn, that's disgusting. Somebody oh, tore their Achilles. I think it was out. John Drake. Maybe. Anyways, Alex, you? By the way, real quick, real quick. If oh, it seems it like I'm looking down at my phone, it's because I am looking down at my phone because you have to, <laughs> you can't see it very well. The instructions for this set are only on the Lego Mario app, which I had completely forgotten about. So Kids today, yeah. and their fucking screens. Yeah. Just Came and built a Lego kids. set like we did back in the war. Back in the war, huh? Yeah. Alex, what's your first Switch memory? Uh, my first Switch memory. So uh, I was actually very lucky um, when just before the Switch came out, I was actually living in Japan and I actually got to go to the uh, big event that Nintendo held at Makuhari Ness, which it's like a big convention center uh, in Tokyo where like a lot of like big uh, Tokyo based uh, conventions are held. Comicet, which is like a uh like graphic novel and manga convention is held there every year. In any case, um, shortly after the like Nintendo switch presentation that Nintendo held in early 2017, they had a big event at that space where they showed off a bunch of switch games um, well before uh, they were set to release. One of those games on display was uh, the legend of Zelda, uh, the breath of the breath of the wild. And I actually got to play that a little bit early. It was only like a 30 minute demo and I didn't, really you know managed to do much in it but it was pretty cool at the time uh and i actually did see snipper clips being previewed there because that was one of the games that they showed off early on 
Uh, the one big defining memory that I had from that event was they also were showing off one, two switch and they had like a bunch of American actors. It was this weird situation where like each individual mini game in one, two switch had its own like cubicle booth where it was being previewed. And in each cubicle, the person who was like manning the booth was like, like a crazy, like American actor in like a costume. So like for the one mini game where you're like milking the cow you had like a cowboy dressed up <laughs> fucking dirty like, nintendo straight up just doing like weird like cowboy movements and then you, there was like the other one where it's like you're eating a lot of food and like every now and then the guy manning that booth would like turn to face like all the onlookers on the other side of the booth and would be like <laughs> like straight up that movement um so it's pretty exceptional i got the switch just very quick i actually got the switch in i want to say maybe april of that year and me actually getting the switch was kind of a disappointing moment because I got Breath of the Wild and I realized I wasn't really connecting with it and that was kind of that. But uh obviously that turned around later, but that's, you know, a story that viewers of the podcast are already familiar with. Yeah, Breath of the Wild sucks. Everyone knows it. it uh shout out before we move on to anything. Suck. Jacob McCord in the chat. Woo! What's up? Uh, first time chat. Also, hey. I just finished listening. I know we mentioned this last week, but it's worth mentioning again. Uh, Adam went to PAX. PAX West, mm. baby. And all that content is now either up as you're listening to this, or it is going up on Thursday. So, like, the GBA panel is up, the trivia, all that fun stuff that they did over there at Left Behind Game Club, um, Crossplay Conversations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go listen There's to it. There's a lot of podcasts it's going great. up. So with many. Jacob. Giant Bomb big mom you ever going do, on. You have, do you have a do you have channel nine news <laughs> no <laughs> over there in kentucky oh no, that, was, that was the biggest insult in charlotte north carolina we had channel nine news and their slogan was covering the carolinas and that was a big your mom joke like your mom's so fat she was on channel nine news covering the carolinas because <laughs> she's big uh before we move on by the way there is a league of heels.com paxamedia3.html uh, looks like a website made through MySpace in 2006. Um, and it, yes, John Drake was the one who was injured playing the character of Johnny Casanova. So that's a throwback if you want to go visit that website. I just, uh, uh, somebody tearing their Achilles tendon just makes me want to throw up. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Uh, we're going to move on to our main quest, though. Yeah, yeah. Things that happen mainly. Nintendo Direct. Basically, like I said, we've got a couple showcases and not much else, but here we are. Nintendo Direct had a showcase. Um, they're going to show us what's left on the Nintendo Switch, we assume. You know, I love how they announced it as like, these are things coming out this year and this winter. And then there was things like, it's coming out next summer. Um, yeah, because I that's feel like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the way that they advertised it was things coming out this winter. Did they explicitly say 2023 or am I mistaken on that? They said winter, but then yeah. there's stuff that comes out in the summer. Yeah. Right. Of next well, year. Well, summer Australia is winter America. There that's you true. Go. And vice versa. It all works out. So... We do how we do breakdowns for for showcases where I've got basically for me there was more stuff that was interesting than those we're talking about. So I got some stuff. If it's interesting, jump in and talk about it. If yep. not, we can move on. Paper Mario Thousand Year Door HD announced a remake of the acclaimed RPG by Intelligent Systems. I don't. Is this the? Uh, this is the. <laughs> this is the GameCube Jesus, one. Jesus, that was a mighty burp. Yes, this is the GameCube one. It goes. Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64, then Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door on the GameCube, uh, Super Paper Mario on the Wii, Paper Mario Sticker Star on the 3DS, Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U, and Paper Mario the Origami King on the Switch. 
Okay. Does this one do anything for you? So I have an interesting relationship with this game. Um, back in the day, uh, as you all know, uh, I was very much into the Wii. And being a fan of the Wii back in the day meant having to defend a lot of your preferences in games from Nintendo fans that did not like the Wii, that tended to champion the GameCube more. Uh, I felt that especially whenever I would express my love for Twilight Princess, because people would always be like, oh, Wind Waker on the GameCube is so much better. I felt that especially uh, when I would talk about my love of uh, Brawl, because people were like, oh, Melee on the GameCube was so much better. And I also kind of felt it when it came to the Paper Mario games. I really like Paper Mario, sorry, Super Paper Mario on the Wii, but it was hard during that period of time not to go on the internet and not have people talking about how much they loved Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, and now the Paper Mario games of late were just not really up to snuff. And so I kind of developed a bit of a kind of hateful-ish relationship towards Thousand Year Door, having not even played it. And when I eventually got a second-hand copy of Thousand Year Door and jumped into it, like, I kind of, because I'd kind of whipped myself up into this idea of not liking it, I found it very difficult to just sort of, like, actively go with the flow and enjoy it. And I ended up actually stopping, uh, I stopped playing it, like, maybe, like, three-fourths of the way through. Looking back on that whole situation in retrospect, like, as much as I love Super Paper Mario on the Wii, Thousand Year Door is definitely the better game uh all around and like i am very much looking forward to this re-release because this will be an opportunity for me to finally be able to play this game without the blinders that i kind of put on myself during the wii era without this kind of hate for the gamecube and my irrational need to defend the wii and so i'm really looking forward to it the only paper mario very i've ever cool. played is the office supplies one <clears throat> that came out on nintendo switch where you just like fight a stapler in a pencil box yeah, and the origami. Game. Those are not false statements. Um, but anytime I hear people talk about Paper Mario, it's always they're always diddly in their Donkey Kongs over here out talking about Thousand Year Door. That's the one they love. Oh, that's the best one. Oh, and, and like nobody fucking bought a GameCube, so we know half of y'all are lying. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's my Paper Mario. Very cool. But Interesting. Yeah, I will cool. say, uh, I will say, you know, like. The last game that closes out a Nintendo Direct is always key because oftentimes it can make or break the Direct in question. If it's been a great Direct up until that point, but it's kind of a lousy final game, like people will come away from it being like, man, that Direct presentation was bad. And like, I got to give props to Nintendo. Like, there's only one game that they could have closed out a Direct with that is not a new game, but a not, not even a remake of an old game, but just a remaster of an old game. And it's this one. Like, this is the only remaster of an old game that they could have closed at a direct with that people could have walked away from being like, oh, man, that was pretty good. And they did the thing. So shout out to them. All right. Next up, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Remake. Yeah, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Remake is coming to Nintendo Switch on February uh, 16th, 2024. It's a birthday. remake. There you go. It is a remake of the original game that was released uh, in 2004 for the GBA. The reveal trailer not only showed off gameplay, but confirmed a local co-op as well. Um, this is the one where you wind them up and the toys fight each other, right? No, this is this is the puzzle one. Don't you don't you don't you put Mario and Donkey Kong on a puzzle game and try to pass it off as a Chad game? It's not. It looks nice. Chad's it looks cute. I don't do puzzles. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I tried a couple of these games, and very quickly I just got winded by all the puzzly nonsense in them. They're not really for me. I liked the Game Boy game, Donkey Kong 94, which is like way more of a platforming game with some puzzle elements. That one's good. The The Mario vs. Donkey Kong games have never been my speed. But, uh, yeah. I'll, Speaking hope it of pleases someone. Numbers that are close to 99. F-Zero 99 was announced. Battle Royale-style racing game that also supports the SNES wireless controller. It's out now. It is exclusively available to those who have an active Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So like all the other Battle Royale games that come out for a year, um, this is the next one, F-Zero. I have played this game. Uh, I know that we have our playtime segment a little bit later on into the show, but if you don't mind, I can very quickly get into my thoughts on this one. Go for it. So my experience with the F-Zero series has been very limited. I played the Super Nintendo F-Zero game a couple of times because there's been some opportunities via Nintendo Switch Online and some other platforms to, you know, test the waters there a little bit never really loved it never felt compelled to play any of the f-zero games especially considering that their reputation is oh man this is a racing game that is going to kick your ass uh but i wanted to give this game a shot uh in part because initially when this game was announced there was a bit of a muted reaction to it of like it's cool that f-zero is coming back but like the f-zero game that everybody really loves is the gamecube f-zero game f-zero gx and it's kind of cruel that they're instead making this game which is a riff on the original snes f-zero game which is kind of viewed as a little bit archaic by this point in time uh gave it a shot gotta say i enjoyed my time with it um I feel like it does a really good job of kind of like slowly and steadily onboarding you into the kind of like feel and mechanics of kind of this style of racing game, uh, especially as, you know, somebody who is much more familiar with the kind of more Mario Kart style of racing game. Uh, and while I didn't achieve any winner, winner Falcon dinners of the course of me playing, I did uh, get within, I think, maybe the top 25 uh, there were definitely a, a few close calls there, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's mechanically really sound. It's also beautiful looking. Like it, it's like the most HDified, like pristine looking SNES style game you've ever seen. And yeah, I encourage everybody to go and check it out if you have access to it. Uh, it seems like the like word on the street is a lot of people are like, yeah, like not exactly what I wanted, but this is actually a very quality product. So. Yeah, go go F zero fans. You, uh, you, you got something cool. Yeah, I mean, t for the record, for the record, uh, Tetris ninety nine, which is like the first in the series of ninety nine games on the Nintendo Switch Online. That game is still up. Okay, but I they killed Mario. Yeah, they Mario killed Mario. Died. But I think that the like I want to say that from the beginning, when they first announced that game, the idea was this is only going to be around for a limited period of time. Yeah, they have not said similar things about F zero ninety nine. So I'd have to assume that this one is going to be around at least for a little while. We I don't know, have any more insider information than that, but well, you have that, a little that would bit be of insider information? <gasps> oh, no, oh. I, I don't have any. I, I worded that weirdly. No, 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 you're good. Uh, Princess Peach Showtime was shown off. According to Nintendo, the gameplay varies depending on which transformation Peach takes. Princess Peach Showtime is out on March 22nd, 2024. It finally has a name, not just Untitled yeah. Game that features Princess Peach. It's we know so what it's called It's so weird now. to go, what was that, like six weeks ago, maybe not even that much, where we have Untitled Princess Peach Project Game for the Nintendo Switch. It was like, that's the official thing. They're just like, it's in production. And then a few weeks later, we're like, here's this game. It is fully fledged, 
Like it is, it is fleshed out. It is almost ready to Here's go. Here's a three-minute trailer for a months. game that didn't have a title six yeah, weeks ago, and it's out in six months. And it's like, wow, okay. I am. This game to me is treading on on some some thin ice. Treading Uh-oh. on thin ice. I there's what I don't want it to be is like Princess Peach has her own game, right? And I think if this were ten years ago, even then it would be like, oh, it's Princess Peach. Let's go shopping. Let's do Princess Peach's makeup. Let's do Princess Peach goes out by the beach and plays volleyball or whatever the fuck. And it's like a throwaway worthless thing. But this looks like it could be like actually quality game that makes her badass and cool. Some of the stuff looks kind of hokey and fluffy, but but some of the things like her doing fencing and shit like that, like it, I'm I'm optimistic about this one. I'm not stoked for it, I think it could fall on its face and be just a dumb thing that like, let's try to appeal to girl gamers. But um, no, I'm optimistic. See, I kind of walked away from this one a, a little bit more glass half full than you, Chad, where I was surprised by how good this looks. I, I share a lot of the same concerns that you have. I think that ultimately the, the jury's out on whether or not this will be like truly exceptional, but just the the like quality of the costumes alone like impressed me and whipped me into believing that, that we could actually have something really special on hand here just in the sense that like when we first saw that first teaser trailer for the game and it was implied that oh princess peach will be able to change her outfits i assumed it would be like oh well she starts out with her pink dress and then she'll be able to transform into her blue dress and then her green dress and the fact that it's way more elaborate than that that she's transforming into like that one uh osamu tezuka like sword fighter character uh, or like a detective or a cook or like all that stuff like again it just speaks to there being like a level of uh commitment to kind of variety in this style of game that i don't think we were anticipating and it gives me a lot of hope yeah but uh we will see all right and now things start to slow down a little bit (laughs) uh the original tomb raider along with tomb raider 2 and 3 are getting the remaster treatment um, out on February 14th, uh, 2024, the remaster compilation will have an option for players to toggle between the updated visuals and the original polygonal look for some retro flair. I'll be I honest. I do like that option. It was hard for remasters. me to tell the difference between the two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they were like, you I can do toggle. Like the option. And I was like, which one's which? Yeah, which is which. Yeah, I like the option, but yeah, this game, I'm, I'm not really interested in playing yeah, a pass. 25-year-old oh. Jimmy game. I'm happy that we're getting to watch Lara Croft fight dinosaurs again. That was something <laughs> something great that we lost in the transition to the modern era of Lara Croft. Was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 2 HD is out next summer. There you go. All your winter fall games <laughs> coming to Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion 2 out next summer. Uh, Splatoon 3 side order gets new uh, gameplay trailer in spring 2024 release window. Splatoon 3 DLC, Alex's favorite game of all time, Splatoon 3 single player mode. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know that it was <laughs> my favorite game of last year, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, they implied in this trailer that this is almost going to be akin to a roguelite experience where you can play it over again and again. I'll definitely give it a shot when it comes out. It does look pretty fun. Uh Mm, one of the Adam's favorite games at PAX, Ubisoft provided another look at its upcoming Prince of Persia game, The Lost Crown. 2D action platformer is slated to release uh, on January 18th. Again, I think that game was super cool. It's really interesting now when I think back on it, because when we played it at PAX, I was like, they gave us a Switch Pro controller. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why they're doing that. And then the 
marketing is through Nintendo. So maybe they're just hmm. have a marketing hmm. deal with Nintendo for this game. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, Super Mario RPG remake gets a new trailer. We can skip what? over that. <laughs> no, Chad, was the trailer no, just, good? You like it? It just looks dope. And they're making like subtle improvements to like the combat system where similar to before where you would time your hits. Now, if you time your hit correctly and you hit X at the right moment, then it damages everybody on the screen instead of just the person that you were damaging or healing everybody on the screen or that kind of stuff too. So looks cool. The graphics look great. And it's just like what yeah. I've always wanted to see this game look like. And it sounds a, like, go ahead, sorry, Alex. real quick. In, in a <laughs> surprise move, Nintendo is allowing you to switch between the old and new soundtracks in this game, which is one of those things where it's like, that's not a very Nintendo move to do. Like, I don't feel like typically when we get these Nintendo remakes, Nintendo's like, oh yeah, you can like switch to the old graphics or the old music. So good on them for that. Good on them. That's some good fucking music too. Good music. Good music. Um... I don't know what I was going to say. Trombone Champ is coming to Nintendo Switch <laughs> alongside a port coming into... What? Alongside it, a port. It's already out, right? It might be. I don't know. Yeah, um, it, it, I think it came out day and date. Trombone Champ direct. is out yeah. now. We also learned the Switch version of Trombone Champ will take advantage of the gyro controls uh, so you can use the uh, Joy-Con's IR motion sensor to play the game. So just like the game of Dane Deasy's Balls, you can now play your trombone <laughs> with the Joy-Cons. Trombone with your balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo Switch owners do not have to wait much longer to try Dave the Diver. Uh, this pre previously exclusive PC title will be able to uh, will be available on the hybrid system on October 26th. Everyone check it out. Dave the Diver is fucking awesome. Now you can play I have Switch. an important Dixie Kong Lego set update. Oh, worth <laughs> it. I have okay. completed Dixie Kong. Oh, yeah. That's a hot fucking monkey. Oh, yeah. Look at that guitar. Is she shredding? Is that what the kids say? Show me her saying? ponytail. That's shredding. Dixie's signature thing is her oh, ponytail. Yeah. What's the ponytail look That's like? That's right. So the ponytail oh, is actually pretty Whoa. cool. It actually oh! has articulation, so you can actually, yeah, you can actually yeah, do the, the helicopter, helicopter thing if you want. Do the helicopter dick. The helicopter dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. First look at wave six of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster course back. Uh, Detective Pikachu got a getting new trailer. New content? I think wild. this is almost the end, right? This is the last one. Yeah. Okay. Pretty certain. And then they, they have the bundle uh, coming out on October 6th. Nintendo Switch with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Surprise, we've never done that before. Well, I know, right? It's good times. Uh, Detective Pikachu gets a new trailer. Unicorn. Now, this is where we get to a bunch of anime games and stuff that Adam doesn't care about, but yeah, if anything, same. was cool to you. The only one that interested me is Unicorn Overlord. It's a new tactics RPG from the developer behind 13 Sentinels, set to release on March 8th. Apparently, people really like Vanillaware, and they get horny for oh, yeah. Vanillaware, so, and this is their next game, and I think it looks pretty neat. I love Nilla Wafers. Me too. Great on a banana pudding, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I pass on banana pudding, but Nilla Wafers, dip them in some, like, frosting. I mean, yeah, or some frosting Nutella. and pudding, so different. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, well, banana pudding is banana flavor, and nobody fucking likes bananas. That's why they don't make banana frosting. <laughs> I think Dixie Kong likes bananas. You're she sure right. does. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's it. Again, there was some more trailers for anime stuff that Adam doesn't care about, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, anything, any last words? Any last things from the, the meat club? Not no, the peanut gallery, the no, meat it is, club. No, it is mostly, I mean, we just saw remake after remake after remake in this thing. It's like, let's bring back all the, instead of developing new things, aside from Princess Peach, Untitled Project, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, it's just like, here's all the remakes we can squeeze out of this thing before we finally move on to the new system. It yeah. was 
definitely a very remake remaster centric direct uh we're definitely at the end of the switch's life cycle i will say as somebody who was there for the doldrums of the end of the wii's life cycle the ends of the uh ds's life cycle the ends of the wii u's life cycle this is like one of the best ends to a nintendo console that we have ever had again yes not a lot of new games coming out not a lot of cool new ideas but the quality and like sheer number of releases like dwarfs what we've had in the past and as a lifelong nintendo fan that definitely pleases me yeah cool hd remakes and then hopefully everything will work on the next switch so all these games will carry over so you can play luigi's mansion 2 on the like they announced that your nintendo account is going to be on both but watch it fucking not. but not the games yeah that'd be wild i i I hope that doesn't happen all right that's it so that's it for that thing we're gonna move on to playtime um alex i'll let you go first so you can build legos after you talk <laughs> yeah i mean there's really not a whole lot that i have to say with regards to playtime like i said earlier i played a little bit of f-099 was pleasantly surprised by it by all means going you know give it a shot even if you're not somebody who like typically enjoyed the f-zero games in the past because that was my circumstance and i enjoyed it quite a bit uh i also platinum spider-man miles morales uh so i got that under my nice. belt um i contemplated after doing that whether i wanted to jump into the ps4 version of miles morales and platinum that one as well but i think i'll hold off as well i'll probably platinum that when we're in the middle of the wait between spider-man 2 and whatever the next spider-man game will be uh and i have also been playing a lot of new super mario bros u deluxe on the switch and it is very very redacted because i will be saving my thoughts for uh our barf discussion at the end of the month and that's kind of it. Uh, th- this is very much, it's very much been one of those weeks where like, I'm, you know, stealing a lot of things in pots. I'm cooking up a storm and I'll have more to talk about in the future. But right now I'm just sort of steeping things. Steep. Chad, what kind of stews and mixtures are you making up mm, over there? I'm taking some little clown makeup and some puppet strings and some blood and some, some, fucking alchemy <laughs> mm-hmm. keep going and we're making lies of p oh, you paid for the early access huh I, I it was like so early access version on playstation of course i bought it i don't have game pass i bought it on playstation early access as well as some other things was only 70 it was the 70 dollar version and i was like oh mm-hmm. this is not originally a 70 dollar game it's a 60 dollar game it's like fuck i would have paid 70 dollars for it anyway so yeah. oh 10 bucks that's nothing yeah um, so yeah, I have it early. I, it unlocked Friday night, Sunday, Saturday night. Yeah. One of the two. It unlocked a night and I jumped into it. I have not made any more progress than the demo. I got to the first boss during the demo and they did. I have not found a way to like bring over my save information. I don't think they announced that during the demo and it doesn't seem to be a feature. So I'm like, I don't have anything new to say about it other than it's, it's a, a badass bloodborne clone with just like really cool puppets and clowns and other side of it like if if bloodborne is about all of these fucking hp lovecraft disgusting scary monsters this is about fucking scary clowns and puppets which is a different type of terrifying but equally as terrifying and it just plays how so well. italian is it because the original story of pinocchio was italian um i do not recognize any of these places as italy hmm Hmm. Can't tell you. I don't it's know. a little disappointing. In fact, a little they disappointing. Do actually, they do tell you where you are in the world, but I have forgotten. Yeah, they say um, the name of the city or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm playing Lies of P. Just started again, so 
Mm. Um, going back to question for you. Say. Yeah. I don't know if you can know the difference, but I have, I have a feeling the reason that the stuff didn't carry over is because it's a different game. So apparently they took the feedback from that demo. Because I remember playing that demo and being like, hey, the dodge doesn't feel super great. And apparently they're like, oh, we heard you guys about the dodge. And we fixed the dodge. And again, I don't know how deep into it you were at that point, but does it feel better than the demo? Does it feel different? I, can you not tell? I or are you a scrub have... and you can't tell? I, I'm a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I couldn't tell, but it's just like, I didn't, I specifically didn't play the demo with that much scrutiny because mm. one, I didn't really know what it was. And I was just like, let me see if this is going to be a good game. Turns out, yes, it's a good game. But then two, like I didn't even bother trying to beat the first boss because I was like, I'm not going to put a lot of effort into this game to then have to redo it again whenever it comes out. So I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't pay that close attention whenever I started it. Okay. I think they said that it's improved. So that was my only issue. I was like, I really like this. I wish the dodge felt better. had more iframes. And the, they said they worked on it. So I'm excited to play that on Tuesday, I think, for us normal yeah. people. Yeah, we have Game Pass. It's, it is on Game Pass. So go play it. Like, give this your your download. Not money, but download. But also buy it if you want. We, Alex, yes. We have another important Dixie Kong Lego yes, setup. please. Uh, as you know, as you know, Dixie Kong features in this lego set but you know who also features in this lego set squawks the parrot fuck yeah Ooh, yeah show me his feathers show me his plume uh you, you oh, can actually nice. you can articulate his tail nice now here's here's the question i have for you there are two versions of squawks there's donkey kong country one squawks where he's a tiny little baby parrot that carries around a flashlight yes. and then there's donkey kong country two and further squawks that is the same size as our ape friends and I'm them assuming around. that it's the two version because okay, as you can yeah. see, they're pretty similar in size. Yeah, that looks right. He also spits hockey balls. He does. <laughs> Which one of them is a registered offender? Oh, Adam. definitely squawks. Come on. Inappropriate. <laughs> um, sea of Stars. I gushed mm -hmm. about it last time. I was only about five hours in. I'm now about 25 hours in, and mm -hmm. I am That's in. 20 hours more. I'm in the final act. Uh, I'm getting to the point where just like the the lore behind it all is being revealed you're starting to understand where your power comes from you're seeing all of these like it's it's like the last couple episodes of loki and not like in theme or necessarily but like how you watch loki in the beginning you're like oh this is an interesting little thing. oh let me get in it and then by the end of it you're just like i'm traveling to other dimensions and i'm now in the center of yeah. the time whatever the fuck like, oh like, shit kang is here nobody kang. knew that kang was gonna exactly. be here yeah i'm having those yeah, types speaking of, of sex offenders Oh, not a sex offender. Not a sex offender, just domestic violence. Accused. Right. Not yeah. Allegedly. Right, we'll find out Don't in October. Um, so yeah, I'm having those types of revelations and, and like awesome moments in Sea of Stars. And I'm just, I cannot, in fact, I'll probably try and beat it tonight uh, after we get done wrapping up here. It is, I'm going to say, top five for game of the year. Not indie game of the year, but game Ooh, of the year for wow. me. Wow. And definitely like top wow. three JRPGs of all time for me. Maybe it, it might work its way up to number one or two. So we'll see. Very cool. I got a question for you. Yeah. No no spoilers or whatever, because I don't know the difference. I remember someone mentioning, like, the party size isn't super big at the beginning. Does it? Do you get, like, a what's, like, a good number of party... Do you get, like, a good number of party this members? Is, this is why I love this game, because... You, well, you start the very beginning with just the two, the twins, the Solstice Warriors, Moon and Sun. Um, that's not their names. Those are their powers. Their names are Vale and Valerie. And then, You said Moon and Sun. I would have said color. I'm like, that's blue and that's yellow. <laughs> well, he has solar powers and she has moon, lunar powers. Um, 
But then, yes, you do get a third companion maybe an hour into the game, hour and a half into the game. And then you get a fourth companion probably about four or five hours into the game and then a fifth one eventually. Um, but what I love about this game is that you only have three battling at a time and you have four or five in your party at any given time. But while you're battling, you can just swap to any character at any time and use their moves without any penalty. So, like, if I've got my three that I've got and I'm like, oh, man, I really want to use this poison move right now. I'm like, I'm going to swap you out and just use that move right now. I don't have to worry about, like, swapping is not the action. I just use any character I want at any time, and it's, it's so cool. And the, the way that they all have, like, team-up skills and combos and that kind of stuff, too, you can, like, really customize your party to take advantage of those kinds of things. It's such a, like such a robust, really cool combat system. Because I always hate, like, feeling like I'm leaving someone out. I'm like, I wish you could all be here. But, like, I understand that's yeah. not realistic to have, you know. But that's cool that you can just swap them out for yeah. free and there's no issues. Yeah. And anyone who's not in your party, necessarily, still travels along with you as cargo. Like, they're marked as cargo, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so, there's even, like, this character that follows you around and, like, tells stories and stuff like that. But you don't ever battle with her. So, yeah, it's it's cool. Very cool game. And the thing that I love most about it, and I'll move on after this, is that it is it feels like it is a very contained achievable experience it's one of the first things one of the things i loved about the first south park stick of truth rpg game is that it's just like i feel like i can do everything in it in a reasonable amount of time and like close that book and I'm, and it's done so um very excited which is rare for a jrpg like usually they're like all right 40 hours and then you have to go and do all the post game stuff and kill all the ultimate weapons and all that and it's just like nobody's got the game doesn't that. start for 30 hours really yeah. okay eat my no, this is like I'm, i think i can probably platinum and accomplish literally everything in the game in probably 30 35 hours maybe um pokemon violet still playing that got four badges four gym leaders dead <laughs> you murder them in Whoa. this game Shit. slit their throats there's a site oh, that no. travels along behind you that's literally there just to slit throats <laughs> jesus killed three titans murdered those giant pokemon bitches and I've still only taken out one hideout, which was cool, but like still playing that on the treadmill. And then the last thing I'll say is I spent, uh, because I spent time doing this, I spent a not insignificant amount of time trying to replicate this destiny glitch that's out right now, where Ooh. you The game can, you've already beaten, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, there's lots of beats uh, to beat. Um, mm -hmm. There's this glitch right now where you can craft weapons by it's a it's a thing where like you click on one weapon you really quickly switch to another one and it lets you like basically make a fusion of it on accident not on purpose where like you have an auto rifle with unlimited ammo and every shot is basically a shotgun like every bullet lands like a shotgun and so it's obviously mm -hmm. not intentional destiny is they're like freaking out right now yesterday they're like we're going to disable all crafted guns sometime within the next 24 hours and then we're going to eventually follow up with a patch that just bans the illegal ones and then they just tweeted about an hour ago. It's a lot more complex than that. Um, have fun until we figure it out. So unfortunately, it's a lot harder to do on console than it is on PC. Because PC, the way to do it is to cap your frame rate at 30 frames a second. And then also like open up a lot of shit on your computer to try to slow it way down. So, the game processor like, down? so that you click once. It doesn't quite register the click. And then you move over. I spent two hours here. Mm two hours downloaded the destiny 4 version of this game which runs at 30 frames per second and looks disgusting and then i was, I was going in there just click l1 click 
Damn it. Click L1 click. I did that for two fucking hours. Didn't get a single one of these goddamn glitched weapons. So it's a waste of my time. But Have people been able to repro it on consoles? Yes. Like, is it? Yeah. Okay. And I did it one. I, I did it for an hour. I was like, I give up. And then Audrey fucking tested the group chat and said, hey, look at this video. This guy doing it on PS5. And I was, Fuck, Audrey. Now I'm going to do it for another hour when I had finally resigned myself to giving up. Hmm. Almost sounds like the PC is a better way to play the game. No, 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 no. It just sounds like you can fuck up your PC a lot better than you could fuck up a PlayStation. 5. Sounds like you can have more fun on PC than on mm, PS Five. I don't think so. Don't you think don't have so. any glitch guns. <laughs> no, but you can. Your PC is much easier to make run like shit than your PlayStation Five. That's true. Yeah, you can do a lot of fucked up stuff on your PC. Um, I was gonna make another joke. Nice. I keep forgetting all my jokes today, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam, yeah, that one pretty good. was very funny. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, oh, no, no, here's what it was. I can't wait for the day when Chad comes on the podcast or I see it on Twitter when Destiny is like, because, you know, like they ban stuff and they're like, oh, we got to figure out this glitch. I can't wait for the day when Destiny is like, we have to ban all the guns. <laughs> There's no guns right now. All the guns are messed up. Everyone, there's zero guns in Destiny right now. It, it's big DK mode where everyone has big heads and you got to slappy punch everyone. <laughs> the only way you can fight. Punch. It's coming. It'll happen one day. Uh, all right, very cool. The only thing for me is I'll play more Starfield. Good amount of hours into that game. It's really opened up and really gotten good. I think it's at the start. There's like start the onboarding. Field. I don't feel is the start field. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I think there's a point when you're like when you figure out what the game actually is, and then it's like, oh now I'm having fun. Like I just did a, I started to do. Might be one of my favorite quest lines ever. It starts out as like join the UC Vanguard, which is basically fucking like. Empire Rennick Hop or whatever. It's like, all right, I guess I'll do this because I'm here. And then the first mission is literally Aliens, like the movie. Actually, oh. it might be Alien 1 because it's supposed to be scary and tense. Right. And I'm like, why? Like, it starts out as like, go give this guy a thing to fix his satellite. I'm like, all right, I'm doing fucking chores for the fucking government <laughs> right now. And then it's like, oh, the aliens are like the alien is here to fucking kill you. You have to be quiet and sneak around. And you've got a little motion sensor of how far away it is. So like when it gets closer, like it starts beeping loud. And you're like, holy shit. And you start running away. It's like, what's I'm supposed to be a fucking space cop. And this shit is great. So let's see. You just got to find the cool stuff in there. But yeah, Starfield's a good time. I'm, keep I'm playing still that pumping in that soundtrack. That thing is so fucking oh, so good. good. Every time I take off, great yep. stuff. But, but then when Pinocchio comes out, I'll probably put it on hold and uh, play a little Pinocchio. So, but that's it though. I just play more Starfield, having a good time, watching football. <laughs> you know, love that. All right, moving on to our quest log, we've got another showcase to talk about. <gasps> Whoa, there's a little less games in this one. Weirdly enough, I won't have as much to say about this one. You should. P.S. State of Play shows off the next few months of exclusives from Taylor, Taylor Lyles at IGN. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to have to, well, talk as you will. Uh, Square Enix revealed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very gassy. That Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be released exclusively on PS4 on February 29th, 2024. Fuck. More interestingly, the end of the trailer unveiled that Rebirth will be released on two separate discs. Ooh, gross. Square Enix has revealed much more information about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, confirming the anticipated follow-up to Final Fantasy VII Remake will feature a hefty 100 hours of gameplay. Chad, you are a simp for this video game. Is it being 100 hours and two discs too much? Okay, first of all, it's only discs if you have the gross consoles that take discs. Obviously. Digital Obviously. for life. Um, mm -hmm. It's just going to be a big game. And I bought a four terabyte SSD backed on Amazon Prime Day, so we're good. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, 100 hours does not scare me. I played within the first two weeks of release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I played 75 hours of it, I think. And Isn't so that game I, only like 40 hours, though? Yeah, but then you got to beat it on really hard mode and do uh, the, the of cool course, shit to get course, the platinum trophy. So, um, yeah, I'm totally into this. I honestly, there are two things about this thing. One, I'm trying to, I, I looked at this trailer twice casually took it in through my eyeballs but purposely didn't process the information in my brain mm. because i kind of just want to be surprised and absolutely and, and fall in love with all the things around the corners but the second thing that's really fucking wild about this game is if you pre or if you have not played or purchased the original remake and integrate games and you pre-order this game you get those for free immediately yeah, like there, Ooh. it is. It is a pre-order exclusive thing. So if you pre-order the new one, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, there is a twin pack that you can do, which is the same price as the game, and it uh, it gives you both of them, both uh, all the games, and you get access to the uh, the original ones for free right away. That only goes until the game. The minute the game releases, the twin pack it's goes gone. up to a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. so oh, okay so it's yeah it's, it's definitely enticing you to pre-order but like that's fucking wild if you if you want to get into this or if you got it free maybe through playstation plus and it's just the ps4 version and you're like well you can still unlock the full version by buying this twin pack too uh i want to say two things real quick mm -hmm. first off uh, an update on the dixie set uh, i completed the <laughs> base that the set takes place on and check this oh out oh my god it's a little rotating base situation nice so that's pretty cool we're getting we... pretty close to the end yeah uh second thing is i really really love final fantasy 7 remake as well and the idea of 100 hours uh doesn't uh instill any kind of fear in me other than the fear that this might be a little bit too much of an open world game what i'm hoping and people stick with me on this one is that this is almost more akin to a Final Fantasy 13 style open world, where there are some big, huge, open-ended environments in Final Fantasy 13, but it's not a true open world in the way that we think of one, in the way that we think of like a Breath of the Wild or a Ubisoft collectathon open world. I hope that this game's environments are a lot more uh, kind of like crafted and uh a lot more comparatively contained uh, because that's what made the original final fantasy 7 remake such a winner in my book was just the sheer density of people to see and things to do in it uh and i hope that that applies to this game as well re regardless of how long it is i am right there with you i do not want 100 hours of fluffy open world side quests i want 100 hours of great crafted content well You'll probably get 50 hours of great Kafka content and then go I mean, find in, a chocolate Even in Remake, in the there was like, go yeah. find my three cats in the town. Or oh. here's this not difficult to figure out hand robot hand puzzle to platform across, but it takes you 15 minutes to walk from switch to switch to do it. I mean, it still had those in Remake, but they were not overwhelming in, in there. It'll mostly number. be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be good. Uh, next up, Insomniac released a new gameplay trailer for Spider-Man 2, where the biggest takeaway where there is over 65 different spider Ooh. suits uh, will be available when the game releases next month. So and that does not Insom take into account that there are four colorways per suit, right? I don't... Yeah, I think there's different suits and then there's colorways per suit. And then four colorways per suit. That's wild. I believe, yes. Insomniac notes the original designs in addition to suits that were depicted in comic books and movies will be available. I think I've already seen a picture of like Amazing Spider-Man suit 
in the new game. Yep. Um, Insomniac also teased that alongside Venom and uh, Kraven, we'll see more Marvel villains that have never been in the Spider-Man universe before. <gasps> oh shit! I want to see. I want to see fucking Jeff Bridges, Toner from Iron Man One. <laughs> I want to see <laughs> Jeff him Bridges specifically, specifically Jeff Bridges as Iron yeah. whatever his fuck face was. Warmonger. Iron Monger. Warmonger. Iron Monger. Not Iron Warmonger. Monger, yeah. my Iron War. I'm super excited for this game. They've had previews go up early or late last week or whatever. Game sounds really awesome, really cool. I will say, just a dumb nitpick, because Adam feels like talking about it. Between the 65, because they showed off, I think, the pre-order suits or the digital deluxe suits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the first game and it goes back to Miles. I think like one in four suits look good. And I feel like the other suits just like, they don't do it for me. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. There's 65. Like, we'll get cool ones. But like when I pl- every time I play the game, I'm like, you unlock a new suit, and I look at it for two seconds, like that looks like garbage, and move on to yeah. the next one. I'm like, give me the people. Sixty-five different, like like you in the Amazing Spider-Man, if I or Spider-Man 2018, if I remember correctly, and I think this was the case in Miles, like you unlock a suit, and it comes with specific like perks or unique things about it. Yeah. But then you can you, you can move those and on suits. anything. But that yeah. was the case in Miles as well, but it was a little bit more pared down. Yeah, there's like, th- there weren't as many things yeah. like that. I'm going to say this, and I recognize this might be controversial. I think the best unlockable suits in both games were the suits that change your art style, like the mm-hmm. uh, Into the Spider-Verse suit in Miles Morales, or like the other like weird cartoon animated yeah, suits like in the original ones, game. Yeah. Th- those are always the most fun to play around with. They were cool, up. but I played 75% of 2018 Spider-Man as Spider-Punk. That dope blue hoodie and yeah that's yeah but the thing is for every spider punk there's just like three of just like spider-man goes to the market i'm like why is this <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. awful but no i'm especially with the venom versions that'll be fun yeah just wanted to point it out i love spider-man is a great game but half those suits are garbage uh capcom confirmed that it's critically acclaimed remake of resident evil 4 is indeed getting paid post-launch post-launch content in the way of separate uh in the form of separate ways which comes out uh, September 21st, set during the events of Resident Evil 4, players control Ada Wong, who appears a few times in the main story. Uh, just another thing about Resident Evil 4, the PSVR 2 mode gets a winter release window. Hot. Chad, you can blow the dust off your PSVR 2 I know, and right? play Resident Evil 4. I'm actually thinking, like, as I promise to play at least one new thing each week, I'm thinking, all right, how do we work the VR 2 in here? Because I have not touched that thing in so long. Wait, did you play something new this week? Liza, Liza P. PS boss. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Um, I lost my place. All right, here we go. Ubisoft showed off a new trailer for the upcoming open world game Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, um, which releases on December seventh. Again, I think the game looks cool. It also looks just like Far Cry with Avatar. Yeah. So yeah. it's either going to do it for you. Or it's not. It's one hundred percent going to be that. It's game. one of those games that I'm I I will one hundred percent not pay any attention to it unless people say it's really really great, and then I'm like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. try it. I'll play it when it's twenty bucks. Uh, I might play it regardless of what people say, just to be countercultural. Nice. Yeah. I mean, if you want to spend 150 Canadian dollars to do that, go right ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, I might. I might. <laughs> PS5 Deep Earth Collection introduces new faceplates in DualSense colors. Red and blue faceplates um, and controllers will arrive on November 3rd, while the silver color will come out January 26, 2024. Dope. New colors. Have fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. I just Chad, love how I, I love the the accessibility of swapping out the colors on these things. Like if you want to on a whim, just change it to red like you can. It's really easy to do. Like and the fact that they're just out. continuing to make new colors. Dope. 
I have a question for you, Chad. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. You got the Final Fantasy 16 one from Asia, right? The controller, yeah. Yeah, the controller. Yeah, you never talked about that. Yeah, I have a, I have, I'll go get all four. Hold, please. You don't, I mean, you can. I was just wondering if you liked it or not, but I guess we're going to wait for Chad now. Uh, no big deal. I'll go in on to the next one. Uh, Bennett Foddy, the developer for Find Getting Over It, announced that his next game, Baby Steps, is out next summer. Chad is back now. So I, yeah, I originally, the only special controller, I have too many fucking dual senses and no real life friends in California that want to play video games with me. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven PS5 controllers. All that I use is my dual sense edge. Um, but I got the God of War one originally. And it's like, great, dope. God of War, got to play the whole game with the God of War one. Excellent. Then the dual sense edge came out. I was like, fuck, I don't need anything else. And then they showed off the Hogwarts Legacy one. I'm like, fuck, I need that. I tried to get it, couldn't. It was sold out immediately. Matt fucking Vieira from Rhode Island sends me this on my birthday. Like a beautiful You just said that man's full boy. name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we, I mean, we've had him on the podcast several times. He said his full name several times. I don't remember that. <laughs> um, and then after that, I was like, fuck. They released the Spider-Man looking one. And I was like, god damn it. This looks great. I don't need this controller, but I need this controller. And if I get this controller, then I have to do the thing where I get all the all the dual senses. And so <laughs> now I'm getting one? all the like, this is the 16th. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16 one from Asia. So now I'm getting all of the special edition ones that I guess are related to games I like maybe. Right now there are mm -hmm. only five. One of them is a LeBron James one, which I don't give a shit about. And the other four are games that I really, really, really like. So we'll see if they release more and what I get. But the plan is to, you can't really see it because it's blurred out right now, but there's like a little display case up here that I've 3D printed that's going mm -hmm. to hold Game Boys and then I'm going to make a second one that has my dual senses in it and lit up and all that kind of cool shit. Ooh. And that's how I will justify the purchase I've made. <laughs> I made a box. <laughs> it's I okay. I made a box to hold. I spent a lot of money on controllers and now I have a way to show you how much money I spent on controllers. Awesome, awesome. You are just... You are just a 30-year-old man. That's exactly what we do. It's like, look at my yep. collection of football cards. They yep. have all got autographs. <laughs> yeah, so I get it. I get it. Um, Roblox for PS4 gets October 10th release date. Again, wow, that the, the world's one of the world's most popular games was not on PlayStation. Had no idea. Kids just played on their phones and comp school computers and shit all day, yep. apparently. Um, you know what, though? At least these are cool things that have use. Old people, sorry, I'm talking about going back to like collecting 30 year old stuff. people collecting. Like old people out here collecting fucking stamps. Oh, look mm -hmm. at my book full of stamps. Or look at this penny from the fucking Civil War it has a bullet yeah. in it. Great. What are you going to do with that, Grandpa? You're going to go throw it at someone that you hate because of the color of their skin because you're a racist? <laughs> I'm going to actually like look at this and get laid because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of those things. No are one's getting happen. laid for a stamp, though. Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you've made fair points. Yeah. You heard it here. Chad's going to get laid because of a Spider-Man 2 controller. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is out next month for PSVR 2. Uh, this one actually excited me. Helldivers 2 new trailer gives us another look at uh, gameplay plus a release date. The developer announced that Helldivers 2 will live on, or arrive on PS5 and PC on February 8th, 2024, next year. I will say, we'll see when it comes out. I like the first one. This seems like a very much like, this is going to be a $50 game that maybe it's fun with friends. I do love, well, I hate 
when we have trailers where people are like fake talking, it's like, oh, cover me. I'm going over, you know, the yeah. fake gamer chat. But it's really funny because they, I don't know where the developer's from, somewhere in Europe. It's really funny when they have the European accents. Yeah. I'm like, you guys ingratiated me. It's, it's okay that you're doing the dumb gamer talk. Um, But no, I'm excited for it. I hope it's good. Rainbow Six Siege was the first game that I ever played where I was like, oh, fuck, we actually sound like those people in the demos that sound super forced and fake, but we're saying mm -hmm. those things out loud because this game makes you say them out loud. And I was like, well, no, it happens wild. in real life. I just hate listening to a rehearsed version of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The original Helldivers was a game that I did check out on my Vita way back in the day because Greg and Colin and company used to talk about it a lot. Could not get into it. Did not particularly care for it. The, these trailers don't really do much for me either, but never know no. No. this does never feel know. like every multiplayer game that has released in like the last five years it's like third person you got to play with your friends to have the most fun and everyone's got to yeah whatever but it might be all right i don't care about these next two so i'm gonna go get some water i'm still listening though do your thing uh i'm very excited for this following it's colorful reveal in may square enix announced that a splatoon-esque uh shooter foam stars is getting an open beta uh the Ooh. beta will be available on ps5 and will commence on september 29th conclude october 1st that means i need to convince you guys to play foam stars oh 100 i'll be there day one for sure the mode that they showed off in the trailer was the one that i played at pax and then there was another mode that i did not get to play um but yeah foam stars is okay i want to see if you guys feel the same we'll figure it out when we get there i will definitely give it a shot because it's gonna eventually get swept under the rug like six months after it releases oh, yeah. so it'll die very you, soon you, bit. yeah and it, it might be one of those unfortunate situations like uh what was the the wrestling game wrestle wrestle something the, the one where it's like a wrestle like battle royale oh uh knockout city no, no, it not I can see. That was Dodgeball. Uh, Rumble, Rumbleverse? Rumbleverse. Yeah, it might be like Rumbleverse, where it's like, oh man, this is just really good, but yeah, the, the, the market's too saturated. There's yeah, not, not enough room. It'll be fun, though. Uh, Bandai Namco Studios made a jaw-dropping surprise today, announcing that it's over two-year-old RPG Tales of Arising expansion, subtitled Beyond the Dawn. Expansion arrives on November 9th. Sure, there you go. You could have Play told that me old game. Tales of Arise. Is that a Super Nintendo Japanese-only game? Is that a <laughs> Wii game that came out on the eShop? Is that a fucking brand-new Nintendo Switch title? I I couldn't give... I, apparently, it's a PlayStation thing that came out two years ago. I don't know. It's some generic-ass Japanese-sounding thing. Yeah, I, I do not care. If Bandai Namco isn't showing me from software, you can get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's it for PlayStation God, Do you remember Play? when they were Namco Bandai? Mm -hmm. What a fucking wild world we were dummies. in. Dummies. Big dummies. Um, I would say the fact that we got both of those showcases on the same day, I don't think either of them are like, oh my God, 10 out of 10, I'm blowing my head off kind of a thing. But I think they're both pretty solid. <laughs> That's what they're I do fun. when I see something so beautiful, I have to blow my head off. <laughs> It'll never get better than this. You got to take yourself out. Um, no, I think we had a solid day of Yeah, of we did. We did. There good are enough stuff. good announcements to come out of both of these things that like, yeah. And they were announced right. literally yeah. like 24 hours in advance, so no one had time to speculate yeah. and get their hopes up about some stupid thing that they knew wasn't going to come true. Absolutely. Last story for the day. Hades 2, coming soonish. Tom Ivan of VGC. Supergiant Games has announced plans to release Hades 2 in early access next year. While the exact date, pricing, and system requirements will be confirmed closer to that time, the game will debut on Steam. <laughs> Fuck Adam. <laughs> and Epic Game Stores in the second quarter of 2024. 
Following the early access launch, the studio plans to add the rest of the game's core content, refine what's already there in a series of updates. Quote from the studio, The story will expand with each update as we introduce more characters and deepen relationships with existing one. Uh, this process will culminate in our version 1.0 launch, which will feature the conclusion to the story and other and any other finishing touches. We don't know yet exactly how long it will take us to get to version 1.0 of Hades 2, as our experience developing in early access has taught us, quote, uh, colon, among many things to explain expect the unexpected i'm excited finally get a release date for that the game will be in early access for a year and a half to two years and then it will come to consoles but i'm excited because i played early uh, hades one in early access in full release and i had a great time that entire time uh and two looks dope as shit so let's go yeah i, gotta, I still gotta beat hades one and then i gotta play and beat turtle hades still and mm -hmm. then it, it makes me so bummed that they're like, we're gonna we're gonna release this early access to PC nerds, and then if you want to play it on something that counts, you got to wait so long, where like you stop caring about it. Yeah, no one no one remembered Hades when it came to 1.0. Nobody no. at all. Did it? Didn't did get it Game of the Year nominations or anything? Yeah, none of that. <laughs> no, very excited. <laughs> I was so the year that came out, I was fu I hated that game. I hated Hades. Because there was so much potential for it to unseat Last of Us Part Two as Game of the Year. And I mm -hmm. think it is fucking bonkers to compare those two games and say that Hades 2 is the better game of those two games. Or sorry, Hades 1 is the better of those two games. And so I, before I even touched the game Hades, it was my fucking top of my hit list. And then you know I played it all next year Chad. and it was great. Yeah, they call that prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> you prejudged it without any sight unseen. I did. I did. Because it threatened your baby. Again, there's a lot of those old people collecting stamps. Act just like you. Yeah, okay, okay, Mr. Anime Bullshit. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, it proved me wrong. Um, <laughs> that's it for our new stuff. Uh, Segment from You want to do my first? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm almost it. done with the Lego set. Almost done. Okay. Just give me two more minutes and we're good. Okay, I mean, I'm going to need the, you for this, but that's The melody fine. for what I just did there for segment from Adam was the the short little riff that plays when you take a rest in Sea of Stars. Ah, yep. Very cool. I like it. All right, so this is a segment I'm calling Convince Me You Deserve It. I love, I put these notes in as a way to not tease out what I'm doing to you guys, but then I am just end up calling it what it's in here. I saw you writing it. Like, I was looking at the doc while you were typing, and I was seeing letter by letter. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Am I supposed to be looking yeah. at this? I mean, you can. It's in there. Okay. Um, so, this segment is called Convince Me You Deserve It. What we're going to do here is, based on, again, we just had two, um, what do you call them? Two showcases. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, thing. Adam. But do I your need, thing, Cozy. Go for it. I need to interrupt this, because I have completed the dixie kong lego set hold on let me wow. power up wow. lego mario real quick oh no hold on a sec hold on a sec hold on a sec okay. i gotta it only took you an hour mario's guitar only took me an hour there whoa. you go ladies whoa, and gentlemen whoa, whoa, hold on. there you hold go on. ladies and gentlemen mario gets a guitar too and his creepy blinky eyes too they included a red guitar with the set so as you saw previously you can move around Dixie Kong, Squawks the and Parrot, Squawks and Mario on their little sing. platforms. He has a microphone. Okay. Now, the way that these Mario sets work, right, is that they're very modular. So over here, you have like a bongo set. If I wanted to, I could take it off and I could put it in front of Squawks. Mm. I could take the microphone and put it in front of Dixie Kong so she can 
sing better. Uh, this right over here, this is basically where Mario's guitar rests. It's oh. part of the amp that it's <gasps> a part of. Ooh, don't worry, though. Oh, That's a-okay. Cozy, you almost just destroyed that whole jungle. I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really pleased with this set. It's actually like very pretty, and I feel like they put a lot more thought into this than I would have thought. I, I would have thought that they would have just had, you know, Dixie Kong and company on a bunch of platformers, but this yeah. is really nice. Good How job. does or does it interact with the existing Mario courses? Uh... There's one of those little like QR code thingies that Mario can jump on, and so I'm assuming that if he jumps on that, he makes a sound effect noise, gets maybe a coin or something. Basically, that's the extent of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, all Convince right. So this it. Convince me to deserve it. We just had two things that happened to showcase it that showed video games. A lot of them coming out this year. That's right. Cozy. Earlier this year, me and Chad. Did a little fantasy critically, which I fucking destroyed, Chad. Holy hell, it's okay, not even close. It's not close. over yet. We still have three months. Yeah, and I have I have more games I than know. you don't. <laughs> and I'm already <laughs> up by like 50 points. You're done. Um, but Cozy wasn't there for that. So this little game is a little mix of that mixed with Jacob McCourt, uh, the panel that he had me on, Game Boy Advance, greatest game ever made. Mm -hmm. You guys look at the games coming out the rest of the year. Mm. And you have a tell me which you ones to look at. No, just, okay. again, you can look at it through what was in the news stories. Whatever's coming out for the rest of the year that you think this can win me fantasy critically, you're going to pick three games. Okay. okay. But the twist is, when you bring me a game, you have to make a pitch. A short pitch, maybe 15 seconds. And whoever makes a better pitch, I let draft that game. And then once you have three and three, we'll see who does better by the end of the year. So basically, the idea is to pick games that are coming out by the end of the year, okay. maybe stuff that was shown in the showcases, and then give me a pitch so I allow you to have the video game. Okay, okay. So, is there any game that first comes to mind, like, I gotta try to get this game on my team of three? I mean, I feel like you have to give some consideration for uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. One thing okay. that we've talked about on this podcast over the past few weeks is how, you know, over the course of the past few years, New Super Mario Bros. U, which is the direct predecessor to this game, has kind of had a reevaluation where people were like, oh man, we maybe were a little bit unfair to it during the Wii U era. And so I feel like uh, the chips are higher than they are normally on Mario platformers. And this one has a lot of good momentum going into it. People really like all the uh, fun little changes that are coming to it, how expressive Mario and his you know partners look, which typically was not the case with some of the prior Mario platformers. So for that reason, I think it is definitely worth considering. Okay, Chad, do you think that's a game you're willing to fight for or do you just want to give it to Cozy? I'm going to I'm going to let Cozy take it. I know, you, what, I know you, it's going to be That's great. not the I point know. of the game. You're going to lose. No, it's it's I mean I The point is the better pitch I didn't wins. the rules. No, no, no. So. <laughs> Cozy is saying Super Mario Wonder, and then yeah. you both give me a 15-second pitch, and whoever's a better okay, pitch okay, gets okay, that okay, game. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So, Cozy, I'll let you start 15 seconds on the clock. Tell me why you deserve Super Mario Wonder. It's a Mario game that's looking to be quite the wonder. Mario can, sorry, Bowser can combine himself with a castle in that game, and that's just quite a wacky, wondrous thing. And yeah, it's Mario time. 
Okay, very good, very good. Chad, give me your pitch why you should have Super Mario Wonder. I think Super Mario Wonder takes what's great about Mario platforming and then also merges it with like difficulty and wonder and exploration and secrets. And that's part of the, what made Super Mario World great was the secrets and the keys and the levels. And it's just like it, it allows for all of that exploration in a wonderful way. Very good. Well, I, again, shout out for both of you using wonder mm-hmm. as like an adjective or whatever. Mm-hmm. Adverb, adjective, whatever they want to call it. Um I'm going to give this one to Cozy because Bitch. he did mention Bowser. <laughs> um, and I like oh, Bowser. I they were both good go. pitches. Okay. okay. No, no, no. No, it's not, Chad. It's not going to okay. go, you think. It's really no? based It's based okay. on the pitch. Whoever I think has a funnier pitch, to be honest. Okay. Okay. All right. So Alex has Mario Wonder. Chad, what's a game that you think you should you might want on your team? Wizard with a Gun. Okay. All right. This is the Devolver digital game. It's a multiplayer Co-op kind of looks like same art style as Bastion, same aesthetic as Bastion. Um, are we starting my 15 seconds yet? Yeah, we can start your 15 seconds now. All right, first of all, for, it's Devolver Digital, so that's like right up Adam's poop shoot. And then wizards and guns don't really mix. Like wizards like magic, and they're like, what do I do with this gun? And they're just like Ricky Bobby over there on the news. Oh, I don't know what to, And it's just going to be hysterical. Okay. I don't need Cozy. 15 absolutely you Cozy, know what? give me your pitch you know what wizard with a gun releases on october 17th i you know you can't fault it looks like a pretty charming title but you know what will also be charming releasing on october 13th the grinch christmas <laughs> adventures <laughs> this game okay so your time is up <laughs> yeah, Chad, I'll go give you Wizard with a Gun because you actually talked about the game that you wanted, uh, and you mentioned you mentioned Ricky Bobby, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, Wizard with a Gun only coming to PS5, the Xbox Series consoles, and PC. The Grinch coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series consoles, and Xbox One and Switch. Wizard with a Gun is coming to Switch. Is it? It, it doesn't see so on this GameStop article. Oh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Cozy, the gun, what's the Windows, game that you would NS, like to yeah. w- that you would like to pitch next? If you want to do Grinch, Grinch, you can. I think it's the Grinch Christmas. I don't know how good that would be strategy wise, but if you'd like to, you could. Uh, no, you know what? I'll, I'll go with a legitimate answer this time. I'm gonna pitch you Persona Five Tactica. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now this is an anime game, but. I hope that you don't have too much of an allergic reaction to this one, because this one has the pedigree of the Persona 5 development team uh, going into it. It's got a lot of seemingly great dialogue. It seems like the previews for it have been really good. Uh, yeah, go Persona 5 Tactica. Okay, very good. Chad, would you like to argue to get this game go. on your list? Ready? Okay, go for it. I don't want anything to fucking do with this game. It's probably going to have cats that talk like humans. I don't like that. Little cat friends. And it's going to be fucking Tactica. You know I don't like real-time strategy and tactics games. Get out of here. I don't want anything. And give Cozy this game. In fact, give him my other game, too. Give him Wizard with a Gun. <laughs> Chad, I'm going to go ahead and give you Persona 5 Tactica. It was yeah. such a good... No, I'm just kidding. I'm giving that to Cozy. Fuck. Cozy actually wants it. Um, and I'm also very excited for that game because I like tactics games. Uh, whose turn is it? Chad, is it you? How many yeah, Chad. You, okay. How, We're just so doing three. I'm, okay. Three each, got it. Okay, I'm in my brain. Yeah, Alex like, has how two. Am I picking you have games? one, okay. but again, someone could take your your pitch. So, but go ahead and give me a game. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, you're trying to win here. Open critic, fantasy league. Open my critic to the world, sexually. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Well, what's the game? 
Oh, yeah, the game is I'm buying time as I scroll through the list. <laughs> uh-huh. Again, there's also two news stories about games that were announced up here. Just uh-huh, a heads up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but all of them are coming to Australia next winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, WarioWare, move it. Okay, all right. Give me your pitch for WarioWare, move it. WarioWare Movement. It takes the fun, wacky silliness of WarioWare games. It takes the group party atmosphere of Mario Party, which makes it so much fun. And it makes you do it in weird ways that use your body and the IR sensor that make you look fucking ridiculous. And everyone loves that at a good party. You don't even need the full time. No. Very good. Alex, do you want to argue for to get this game on your on your list? Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing about Wario is he, like all of us, is an entrepreneur. He's always hustling. He's always trying to find a new way to make himself a little bit of side moolah. And I just appreciate the fact that his box art shows him wearing just a ripped and beaten to shreds shirt. I feel like it's very bold of Nintendo to show one of their characters wearing such bad apparel. <laughs> I mean, good ending. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go and give it to Chad. Oh. Because he did mention looking goofy with the IR sensor, but also you would be tied at 2-2, and that makes more sense for the game. So, Chad, you're going nice. to get more. Nice. WarioWare Move It. WarioWare Move It is on your list. All right. Cozy, give me one more game that you would like to be on your Fantasy Vertical League. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you for a curveball here. Not a Grinch-level curveball where I'm just being goofy, <laughs> but a curveball... <laughs> that has a little bit of substance to it. At least we're hoping it does. RoboCop Rogue City. No, oh, okay. This is the RoboCop game that's coming out on November 2nd. And I'll just keep this short and sweet. You know, the problem with RoboCop is ever since the first movie directed by Paul Verhoeven, the franchise has been, had a bit of an identity crisis. The games and movies have been overly serious. They've taken the premise on face value. And it seems like Rogue City is going back to the kind of comedic uh, roots of the original movie while still featuring solid gun action. There you go. Very good. I zoned Chad, out a little bit. A what game are we? What game are we talking about? Robocop. <laughs> Robocop. Rogue okay, City. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh huh. Okay. You remember that that fan remake of Robocop where like people make one scene at a time, and then there's the mm-hmm. scene where he interrupts the rape in progress and he just shoots all the dicks off, <laughs> and there's just yeah. people climbing over fences getting their dicks shot off. It, this is in that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. For the record, we don't actually know that to be true. I know this is weird and silly. Chad, you're getting RoboCop. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but I will say, now Chad yeah. has one more game to pitch, to be like, hey, put this up there. Alex needs one more game to fill it. But we'll see how this goes. Okay. You ready? Because maybe if... I don't know how this is going to work. Oh, here's what's going to happen. Because it's Chad's time to pitch it, right? Mm-hmm. But Cozy, if you make a better pitch, I'll let you put whatever game you want in your third spot. But if you don't, then it has to go in your last spot. So basically, Chad, you're trying to give him his last game and then make the better pitch. But if not, he gets to pick whatever game he wants. I guess that's what we're doing right now. I don't know if I understand it, but it's not going to change my strategy anyway. Okay. Basically, you're going to pitch a game. And if you do the better pitch, he's stuck with it. And if you don't, he gets to pick whatever he wants. So there's a little bit of strategy here. Okay, okay, okay. But okay, do whatever okay, you okay, want to okay, do. Okay, okay. So you can try to stick him with the Grinch. No. Or if you don't do the pitch right, then he gets to pick whatever he wants. No, I've been playing so this what for do a you whole like, do here? four minutes. So we're gonna, I'm just going to stick with the plan. Four minutes. Oh, we're my God, do, too much. Uh, Jassant. Okay, yeah. yeah. Jassant from Dormod. Okay. Ready? 
Mm -hmm. Go for it. First of all, it's Don't Nod, who does Life is Strange and many other critically acclaimed games can be great. But I think the best thing about this game and why it's going to be so important is by the end of it, you're going to realize it's about a character with dyslexia. And the game's supposed to be called Just Nut. And the, <laughs> and the partner is called Ballast, but you know it's just balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Very good pitch. Cozy, give me a pitch to either be forced to take Just Nut or you get to pick your own game if you give a better pitch than that. <laughs> According to dictionary.com, the verb saunter means to walk in a slow, relaxed manner without hurry or effort. This game is called Jassant, which means it's just telling you, hey, man, take it easy. Just relax, stroll into this room without much hurry or effort. Just have yourself a good time. And I feel like few games out there are that forward facing and letting you know how you're supposed to feel going into them. I will say... Alex, your last game's Jusant. You didn't make any adult bodily function <laughs> jokes, but hopefully uh -oh. the game works out for you. I will say, I was expecting someone to fucking say Spider-Man 2 because, like, you're looking for a game to get 90 on Open Critic. You should just do Spider-Man, but no one did. Listen, so we, we all saw what happened in 2018 when Spider-Man so, got fucking nothing at the GOATs. got like an 87. <laughs> it's fine. That's <laughs> a good do, score. Do I win this round or does Chad win? Uh, Chad wants so you're forced to take Jassant, yeah. but you both have three games apiece, oh, so we're it. done are we actually, now. Is God this just it. like a just for fun today thing, or are you actually tracking these going forward? I'm going to put this in and see what the scores end up at the okay. end of the year. Yeah. Cool, cool, oh, yeah. cool, 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 cool. I'm sorry, the Grinch Christmas Adventures. I really wanted to get <laughs> you, you on the gonna list. You're going to lose if you're trying to win the game. You Anyways, have that's it. Mario Wonder, a Persona game, and Just Nut. And I have fucking RoboCop and WarioWare. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you fought so hard for RoboCop, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I only half understood the rules, and I was looking at other Wikipedia things, trying to yeah, figure yeah. out my next game. That's fine. That's it. That's it. We got a new segment, though. <gasps> close it, close so, the quiz! <laughs> all right. Hold, hold your horses there, Better Chad. Better than the original so, name. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh... Chad came to me over on the DMs, and he was like, hey, Cozy, I have a suggestion. Totally up to you. You know, you've written in a bajillion cool creative questions to Kind of Funny as of recent. Maybe you can do the same thing on Respawning Fire. Pose a question to the group, and we can, you know, have fun answering it. And he was like, you know what? I have an idea. What if we called it Cozy Pose Accused with <laughs> a thick Italian-like accent? And I'm like, Chad, I love you. That's a great idea. I really love it. I hate that name. I think that name is absolutely deplorable. I'm going to show you just how smart I am, just how okay. big-brained I am. And I'm going to name it a much better name. I'm going to call it Cozy's Question Corner, each spelt with three Ks. And Chad's like, that That spells KKK. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Uh-oh. Uh, and so we had another three hours of brainstorming and we decided that it will instead be called Cozy's Question of the Week. Question still spelt with a K, so and we managed to, to retain that little vestige. It does. It does, in fact. All the Kremlings and all that kind of shit. Here's my question of the week for you. <clears throat> we know that the Nintendo Cinematic Universe is about to absolutely explode. Just the barn door is about to completely be blown it's about straight to just off. But the fact of the matter is we can't just pitch any old Nintendo franchise we made into a movie. Star Fox, that series sells barely anything. Animal Crossing, eh, probably kind of boring. We don't need one. There also already was an Animal Crossing movie that was only released in Japan, and it was perfect, so don't need to bother with <laughs> that. It was perfect. <laughs> the way I see it, 
we need to pitch Nintendo movies that are based on things that everybody enjoys watching, that everybody enjoys experiencing, that are immensely popular and come out at a fairly frequent pace, which is why we need to make a Nintendo Direct movie for us, the Nintendo fans. What is the plot of the Nintendo Direct movie? Who are its heroes and villains? And who will portray them? Okay. Kirby, because everybody loves eating. They love watching cooking shows. They love watching fucking Joey Fatoni eating hot dogs. What's the guy who eats the Nathan's hot dogs and wins all the time? Joey, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, that's it. Um, it's it's a Kirby movie about eating and food. Okay. So it's, hold on, just so I'm clear, it's Kirby and Joey Chestnut, or is Kirby portrayed <laughs> by Joey no, Chestnut? No, people love watching Joey Chestnut fill his face with dogs. And so they okay. will relate it to the movie where they watch Kirby fill his face with everything. Oh, including okay, enemies. okay. So we got Kirby as our hero. Does he have a, like a sidekick, you know, like a love interest, you know, like all good movies do? Waddle D is his sidekick with a bandana. Okay. And his love interest that he is all about is actually crossover universe thing. You know, Kirby has a little star that he rides in on. Oh, I forgot the balloons. There we go, balloons. Um, it is one of the Loomies from Super Mario Universe. Rosalina's little star okay. Loomies. The, like, oh, the Lumas. Lumas, that's okay. it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In fact, Interesting. it's specifically the one who's just like, death is wonderful. Whatever from the cages from the yeah, Super yeah, Mario yeah. movie. Okay, okay. I appreciate the little bit of crossover there. Uh... Who is Kirby and the Luma fighting? Remember, this is a Nintendo Direct movie, so we need to somehow tie it into the experience of watching a Nintendo Direct. Adam, I've done all the heavy lifting so far, so I'll let you answer this one. I, my whole thing, so Cozy <laughs> had a question, and he was about making a Nintendo Direct movie, and you were like, I'm going to make a movie about Kirby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Did Kirby, Chad Kirby misunderstand is, the question. Kirby is our is our like our entry point. That's how we view it. You know, like whenever they have an idiotic character as the main character in a book, so that people mm. who have normal brains reading it can understand what's going because we're seeing it through their point of view. That's what we're doing with Kirby. We as Americans love fucking stuffing our faces with cake, and okay. we're gonna watch this. It's a Kirby centric movie because we're like, I identify with that fat fuck. And then, how does this then relate to a Nintendo Direct? Uh-huh. Okay, this this feels like a podcast question prompt because, like, which I went made no sense. Here's my idea. Okay. My assumption is... Oh, we're just changing everything now. We're not just adding on... Well, I, didn't agree to your, I didn't agree to your pitch. We're not, we're not yes-handing. We're saying no, but... Here's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm doing the prompt, which was asked by Cozy. Oh, okay. The idea is that... Hear me out on this. We do, like... A dramatic biopic on the first Nintendo Direct, right? We've got we cast actors as like behind the scene business people, and they're like, "This E3 thing just isn't working out." But like, how do we? And it's like near the end of the Wii U era. They're like, "Man, our business is failing." Like, we've got one way to try to save the company. And we've got to do this direct to the customer kind of a thing. And then you just put like Michael Fassbender as like you know Reggie Fizeme. Can I do you one better? Can I do you one better? Go one, like one of the most iconic Nintendo Directs that still to this day continues to stick in my mind is the emergency Nintendo Direct that they did shortly after 
the launch of the Wii U where they were like, oh no, nobody's buying our console. We have to put out this direct where we tease a bunch of games that are still like years and years away. And so they showed off like Xenoblade Chronicles X. They showed off Yoshi's Woolly World. Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like that adds like a real like sense of urgency of like, shit, this ship is sinking. Can we save it? Can we manage to resuscitate this thing that is that we, the audience know is doomed to ultimately fail? Mm-hmm. You know, Here's just the twist. when you get to the end of the movie, Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, damn, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be. Boom. The screen fucking goes in on itself. Kirby's behind the screen sucking it in. He, uh-huh. through his powers of absorption, becomes Miyamoto. He gets a little Miyamoto hat. And then Kirby is Miyamoto <laughs> falling in love with Luma out there eating food. Yeah. I was going to absolutely. We mix our like business, like drama biopic with yeah. this Kirby eating stuff idea. Uh-huh. Make and it into Waddle one movie. there too. Absolutely. With a bandana. And this is. This is the pitch. This is what you asked for, I suppose. I was <laughs> yeah. I was on Fantasy Critic putting your games in while you were saying the entire thing, so I think this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is one more thing that we have to answer, though, which is who uh-huh. will portray all these characters? Now, to keep things simple, let's say that our actors are Kirby, Waddle D, uh, Luma from the Mario Bros. movie, and... Let's just say that for the Nintendo Directy, like <laughs> business drama stuff, you have like Shinya Takahashi, which is like one of the Japanese dudes that appears on screen, mm-hmm. and Shigeru Miyamoto. So we got those let five me, people. Let me save right, you. Right let cast. me save you a lot of time, Alex. In the nineties and early two thousands, we did this thing where one person plays all the roles. Eddie Murphy did it. Mike Myers did it. We get Melissa McCarthy to play the fucking Waddle to play Kirby, to play uh, whoever the person is speaking at. Melissa McCarthy is everyone in this movie, including the Luma. Mm. And this is like ten percent a joke, but ninety percent real. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. All right. Yeah. You know what? No CGI. <laughs> All prosthetics. This movie's going to do so good. Oh, I want to Guys, see this Guys, I realized. think we have a movie. I think we have a I movie. And that brings until, us... Until, like, AI gets to a point where we can literally just feed it this episode and it gives us the trailer to this movie. Mm, ready oh, man. It. Talk about the trailer. Talk about the whole movie itself. Like, right. that'll probably only take, you know, a couple minutes of processing, like, ten minutes from now. All right. And that brings us to the end imagine? of Cozy McCarthy in a giant prosthetic Kirby. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Cozy's question of the week. Sing me out, Chad. Oh, we're not the KKK. That's it. That's the song. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Okay, it's time for Game on Game Show. The Game on our Gaming Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show. On our game Show. Game, 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 game. This one's a quick one. Uh, we're going to play a game called Gifties. These are games from this year. Here's the background on it. There's a lot of talk and prestige around goaties, games of the year contenders. There's a lot of, of, of love thrown around for Pody goaties, potential games of the year. But we are a society that needs to give participation awards. We are fragile, we need to coddle ourselves. We need to give participation awards. So we are going to give a generic award just called, you are a game that came out this year, games from this year. Gifty, G-F-T-Y. Now to make this, uh, to make this game happen, I have here 12 games that from what I can tell are not noteworthy that were released in January. We're just doing January, 2023 this year. 
So 12 games that were released in January 2023. Some of them are real games. Some of them are horseshit games that I made up. Mm. And so what I would love for you all to do is I'm going to read you the name of the game and you just tell me whether this deserves a participation award for being real or whether it's a fake game. Ooh, okay. Oh, now these range the, the console there? PC. There is a mobile game on here too, so just like keep that in mind. That's what we're dealing with. <clears throat> uh-huh. And this is Bullshit. January 2023. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go back and forth on this. That isn't even number, so there could be a tie, but we're gonna go back and forth. And I'm gonna start with um Adam, because sure. Alex beat me in that game. So Adam. What I want you to do is pick a number one to twelve. This is a way for for me to keep it random, so it's not like me front loading questions. So one seven. to twelve, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This game is called Alice Escaped with an exclamation point. Is this a Alice real game escaped. that we should give a gifty to, or is this something some horseshit? That is a gifty award winner. If I ever, if I would say so myself. Final answer. I. Oh, hold oh. on. Are we both it's answering? Only me. Or? No. It's, back it's and only forth. Adam. It's only Adam. Uh, yeah, no, it's for real. That deserves an award. That is correct. That is a Metroidvania on Switch and PC. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The exclamation point gave it away. <clears throat> yep. All right, Alex, pick a number one through 12 that's not seven. Three. Three. This game is Gray's Counter GM. Craze counter GM. Are there? Is the GM part like? Uh, is it like an abbreviation for something, or is it just the letters G and M? I will tell you, it is G and M. No spaces between, both capitalized. No punctuation. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that it's a real participation award thing because I think that if you made it up you would have added the little periods at the end of the G and the M to make sure it's an abbreviation. Is that your final answer? Yes. Gray's Counter GM gets a gifty because it is a real shoot 'em up and it's on basically everything. Ooh. All right, uh, Adam, one through yeah. 12, it's not three or seven. Eight. Eight, this one's called Backfire Wall. All one word, Backfire Wall. Hmm. I'm going to say that's not getting an award because it's not real. Final answer? Yep. That does get a gifty. Backfire Wall is real. It's an adventure game on everything but Switch. <laughs> okay. All right, Alex. One through 12. One. One. Aquatico. Aquatico. A Aquatico. Aquatico. I'm going to say <laughs> that this one is a big, fat fake. Final answer? Yes. I'm sorry, this game does get a gifty. It is a game from this year, oh. a city building game on PC. I was going to say, it's like a restaurant like two blocks over from Chad's house or some <laughs> shit. All right. Uh, I'm not keeping score. Hopefully you all are. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Adam, Give me number two. Number two. This game is called Children of Silent Town. Ooh, that sounds that sounds real enough. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you're giving me a, a gifty? Yeah, sure. It deserves an award. Final answer? Yeah. That gifty is well given because, yes, it is a dark adventure game and it is on everything. Hmm. Silent I cannot Town, wait to way, ask you how team. you found out about this shit. 
<laughs> Just wait. Um, Alex, you're up. One through 12. Uh, let's go 12. 12. This game is called... <laughs> this game is called Porks. Just wait till you see the box art. Uh, porks. <laughs> you, it's spelled orcs with a P at the beginning. <laughs> You literally just said, wait until you see the box art. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this is deserving of a participation trophy. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Got that ass. I made that up. I want that. I want that to be a game, though. Just orcs that are also pigs is called porks. <laughs> um, so not, not a bad, not a bad name. Adam. Yeah. Number. Uh, Four. One, two, three, four. Oh, this is a good game for you. Tortuga, a pirate's tale. Oh. Mm, I'm going to say that deserves an award. I know that there is a game called Tortuga, which is like a, a management like pirate game, but I don't know if that Pacific one is real, but I'll just say it's real. Final answer? Ah, yeah, sure. That is correct. It is a strategy adventure game on everything. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those games. <sighs> All right. Alex. What do we got left? <clears throat> we have 5, 6, and 9, 10, 11. Let's go at 11. Number 11. Charismatic. <laughs> but it's... But it's spelled charisma hyphen dick. <laughs> Chad's really good at making himself laugh, so I wouldn't put it past him for him to have created this one in particular, but I'm going to say that there's a developer out there that had the courage the audacity to make a game that was actually called charismatic is and that i'm your gonna final say answer? that it's deserving of a participation trophy yes <laughs> that is all me baby <laughs> oh man i can't wait for the sequel riz dick <laughs> okay adam we've got four left uh five five maho kenshi maho kenshi uh, let's say that it's real. That's a mobile game from China. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, sure. Why not? It is deserving of a gifty because it's a strategy strategy deck building game for PC. Oh, okay. Alex, we've got three left. Would you ten. like number six, number nine, or number ten? Yeah, ten. Ten is Woolen Moon. Woolen Moon. I'm I'm on a real losing streak here. Whatever. I'm just gonna. Some of these have to be real. I'm gonna say that it's real, and that's my lock. Final answer. Yeah. That is incorrect. I made that one up. That one is me. Wool and Moon is all me. Are Are you Are you specifically feeding me fake <laughs> games because you're upset about the fact that you lost another one of these Rafferty rounds? Adam. <laughs> We have either six. number six or number nine. Nice. Yeah, give me Which six. One? Mm -hmm. six. Six, nine. Six, six. All right. This one, another good Adam one. Devolver Tumble Time. Oh, that is real. That is a mobile game. You finally answer? answer? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's correct, yes. Devolver Tumble Time is a real tile-matching game on mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Alex, the last one, number nine, Zangard R Reimagined Edition. Hmm. I will tell you, Zangard <laughs> is spelled with a Z. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Somehow I feel like I can't win this one. Um, no. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that it's real. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. I made up Zanga, Zangard R Reimagined. Um, here's the thing. I forgot to shuffle these. So 1 through 8 are all real and 9 through 12 are all fake. <laughs> <laughs> and you just happened to pick the last ones. You picked all of the fake ones. Yeah. Oh wow. my god. Um, yeah, I just went to don't look at this cuz this is a game that's going to return okay. in the future, but like I just went to well, we'll have to look at these anyway because we're talking about goodies soon. But yeah, I just went to Wikipedia's release of all video Release games this, this year. year and just picked some weird ass names that I had never recognized before. Wow, wow. Yeah. I had five correct. How many did you have correct, Cozy? I think one, maybe. Charismatic, oh. y'all. And Porks. Fuck, those are good. <laughs> those are good. Those sound like they could be real. Yeah. Well, that's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 323 of Respawn Aim Fire. You have homework as a listener. Your homework is to go to your house or anywhere really because you have a nintendo switch and you can play super mario bros U on your switch or you can play at any room in your house on your wii u um that's our barf game for the month that's our also on the switch it's you can play it on your wii u gamepad on the switch um it's our barf game which is our backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends game that we do once a month that is inspired by your choices over at patreon.com respawn fire that's where you can go to vote every single month um, you can also go there to get exclusive access for a month to our monthly game show series. Right now, if you are a patron over at patreon.com slash fire, you get access to a special episode of Rafferty starring Jacob McCourt and Lukewarm Lewis. I almost said Willis. Lukewarm Lewis over uh, from Crossplay Conversations. They were on our show. So you have access to that before everyone else does. Um, if you are not a patron, you can still enjoy access to that a month late. So uh, have, we have fun, interesting, noteworthy, not that the other ones aren't noteworthy, but like really good um, guests as well. Like surprising good guests on the next one too. So you really want to be a patron for October. Oh man, I laughed really hard at Charismatic, y'all. <laughs> it was good. Charisma dick. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, Charisma dick. I laughed really hard. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, Engage Family Gaming. It, long time no see out there in the chat. Um, audio is working on my Twitch stream on my side. Maybe you're broken on the inside, but we would love to have you over here on our podcast again. Um, I think that's it for updates and announcements, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, go watch our Venba Barf episode, which we put up last week. That is with Luke as well from Crossplay Conversations. That is up. And that's it. Alex, thank you so much for your non-KKK segment this week. Um, <laughs> can you tell us if people want to go see more pictures or activity from your Dixie Kong palace, uh, where can they find you elsewhere? You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Thank you. I also just realized I audibly told Engage Family Gaming 
that the audio is not broken and then he can't hear it because the audio is broken for him. Uh, dope, dope, dope. That's it, everyone. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Fucking somebody make porks. Somebody make porks.